0: welcome back to the kingdom vision podcast i'm on and excited for a new episode uh congrats to bailey faulkner she has won the giveaway and mm. uh it was pretty cool she i know she had supported me kind of i don't, I don't know if i told cole this but she had she had supported me for in this podcast for a long time she was one of the one of the people that started and one of the OG supporters it. so it was fitting um i was kind of hoping that that's who one of the people that it would be um so yeah she's got 250 dollars richer she uh, she
1: she will be she will be uh, i mean we're filming this way early in advance but it's coming the mail you know we got three to five day shipping delay you know it, it's coming it's coming don't you worry bailey it's coming
0: yeah don't be don't <laughs> Don't be alone. We got
1: three to five day shipping. It's it's all right.
0: Yeah. So but today we're going to be talking about uh, signs and wonders. And we're on our eighth episode of the Commands of Christ uh, as titled. But we uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited for this one because you can see the I guess it was I don't know if it was around this time from our disagreement, but this is kind of what it was centered around.
1: This is the sole, uh, th- this is pretty much the sole thing we r- argued about, right? Yeah,
0: this is, if, if I remember correctly, this is it.
1: Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. And it was around, it was, it was more, uh, September though. Yeah, we, we, okay. It hadn't been a year, but it was okay. around this time. Yeah.
0: yeah. So it's been a long time. So, uh, it'll be, so, fun. Uh, it'll that, be fun. This is
1: click- We need to clickbait it yeah disagree with like beef the thumbnail uh co-host beef signs and wonders that's clickbait right there
0: <laughs> theology debate theology uh, debate
1: signs <laughs> and wonders miracle healings just oh my gosh we, we can we can milk this
0: oh for sure uh so would you or i'll get started on the command we'll be doing the same speed as always uh and our command for today comes out of matthew 5 16 Says in the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven.
1: Yeah, so I don't have I don't have turned, but it's referring to glorifying our Father in heaven, right? Um, so the story will kind of shed some more light on it. It's John fourteen six through fourteen. It says, Jesus said to him, "I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me." So, there's a lot here, and I was reading this, Braden, last night, and my first thought is signs and wonders, right? My first thought that comes to mind is like, what do we learn about God? Because that's what we do. What do we learn about God? What do we learn about people? Is that signs and wonders are used to glorify the Father. They're used to testify to the gospel message. They're used to, I mean, verse... um. 11 believe me that I am in the father and the father is in me or else believe on account of the works themselves so the works are testimonies to Jesus which tes- testifies to his deity which testifies to the message he was preaching so it's like a it's like a pecking order right
0: mm-hmm. yeah so uh, I see uh and this is a bit of a side note but uh in John 14 6 the first thing that Jesus says is I am the way and the truth and the life uh and you can just see how he is completely sure in his uh just in I guess his deity like he's showing like everything that you should do- be doing and he's exemplifying that in the the I guess the strongest way like he is the truth so everything that you're doing all these works you're doing testify to the realness of him and that's really the point in my opinion that I'm seeing is You know, these signs and wonders, they testify to the realness of God. And Jesus even allowed at that time, he is saying, look, if you don't even accept me, at least look at the works and see that I am the one that can, I'm the only one that can do this. Like, it only comes through me.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, You think about things in the Middle East, this is a thought that came to my mind. You know, people in Pakistan, people in Afghanistan, people in Syria—these highly per- areas that are highly persecuted. You basically will be killed for your faith. A lot of times in those areas, a lots lots more signs and wonders occur than in then a evangelical heavy country like the United States, right? And I've even heard stories of things like that. that these Christians have visions, and these Christians have these these signs and wonders there's no other way to describe it that is what leads them to jesus because if you think about all these big questions like you know how can god be good if he sends people to hell that you know don't have never heard the gospel right that's a huge question well there's two things right first would be that and this is maybe off topic but the first one would be that we all have um, grace, it's it's permissible grace, I believe it's called our, our everlasting grace. That through nature we all have evidence, right, for what we need to to seek Christ. And the other half of it is on the church's um a, a calling on the church to go and evangelize, right? So there's two there's two things. We already have what we need in nature and the universe and what God has created, and the second, it puts more pressure on the church. But through that, you see that people who are in these persecuted areas have these signs and wonders happen to them and that leads them to the truth. Because if you look at India, 90 98% Hindu, 97%. I was talking to you know, a guy I knew, right? And it's less than 3% Christian, right? Less than, th- which is considered an unreached people group. So how are these people supposed to receive the gospel, right? It's in two ways, right? Through miraculous things that God can, can work in these people's lives. And then also... God raises up laborers, God raises up, you know, you know, he turns in people's hearts to spread the gospel message, which ultimately does the same thing, points to Jesus. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was yeah. a lot of information there. I was kind of rambling, but no,
0: no, I, but I like what you're saying there. And it's important to note that, like we're saying, the whole point of the signs and wonders is to lead you to Jesus. He wants to these signs and wonders they testify to the realness and the truth of Him, and He is, exemplifies that by showing that He is the greatest power in all of the universe. And a lot of times you're going to see that, and like you're saying, and I've 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 read a lot about this as well. That in other countries, with them experiencing so much on the demonic side, that God mm-hmm. comes in and He shows like He like He's the real God, and there's no touching it. It's like not even close and he, he comes in and roots out all of that evil. And then what are those people left with once all of that, once light collides with the darkness, then those people are left with only the, the, the seeing that God is, God is much more powerful than anything on, you know, the demonic realm. And, uh, that's what I've seen a lot. And I see that, uh, that's, if you can, if you ever take that out of context, if you ever find your worth in signs and wonders, and I, I know a lot of people have talked about this, but that is so bad, and it can be so unhealthy for your walk with Christ. Um, but I'll also say this: if you want to experience um, these things, if you want to see healings, if you want those type of things, um, that's not that's not bad either. You you should you should absolutely pray for the sick. You should. Uh, you should pray for for signs and wonders. But if that is your motive, and if that is what you find your worth in, then you're going to come up empty uh, all the time. So, Mm -hmm. And I I would also like to point out that in order for these things to happen, you have to have the boldness to ask. You have to have the boldness to pray for them. And you're never going to see a sign and wonder without you saying, God, please heal this person. God, please do this. Um, And then it might happen. But it's not. It doesn't have. It's not going to happen if you don't say it. It's not just going to just to randomly happen. You have to have that boldness and and speak that out and believe that he is the truth and he is the one that can set people free of these things.
1: Now, you look at Francis Chan. Francis Chan is a great example. He, I mean, I watched me and you love his videos. He said he didn't he- see a healing until you know, not that many years ago. And he's been in ministry for 30 years, 20, 20, 30 years. He saw his first miracle and he was working through that. And, you know, specifically what me and Braden were arguing, clickbait, 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 right? Well, me and, you know, I can analyze for myself, my own heart. I was focusing on, okay, so our direct argument was like over healing today, right? Over like whether healings happen today, in my from my viewpoint, in my perspective in my heart, I was focusing on myself. Well, we started the podcast saying you you say it's to testify and glorify the Father. Like this miracle is to glorify the Father. So when I'm doubting these miracles, like I was a year ago, I was doubting, not based on doubting God, but I was only focused in my my perspective was on myself. And, Trying to glorify myself, whether you know, trying to not glorify myself, whether I could do it, whether I can't do it, and, and that's that's where my heart was. But then you read it, you read this this stuff now, it's like miracles and signs and wonders, like you, and, and it's it's very it's a careful balance, Braden, because you look on TikTok and it's hard in the social media day we live, like it gets worn out. Like if let's be honest, you're on TikTok and you see possessions you see you see these weird you know evangelical i don't know what denomination but it's sketchy like they're trying to do exorcisms they're trying to do these things and it's all over tiktok over social media i'm not going to say they're doing it for cloud i'm not saying but it's easy to get a bad taste for how biblical signs and wonders are to happen in our daily lives so that's why it's so important that we look and we analyze, and we don't get our information about signs and wonders from TikTok, from Instagram. Mm-hmm. But we get it from the Word. Yeah. We get it from people yeah. we trust. Yeah.
0: And the Bible even says that there are there will be people who do signs and wonders, who will not go to heaven. And, ones that... the ones
1: that. I'm sorry to cut you off. This um, when the I'm sorry the rapture when all that stuff happens and there's the Antichrist the anti christ will do signs and wonders mm-hmm. but that doesn't mark a a a a christ follower doing signs and wonders you look at uh um uh, what you might call it witchcraft fortune telling that's not like a sign of, that's like something
0: yeah no no it, it, there's there is um i've heard many things about uh especially overseas with the witchcraft about um being able to do, I mean, just crazy things uh, because the demonic realm is real. Uh, but you see in every story that whenever the Christians had come around to that and the light touched it, it like didn't have a chance. And I'm not saying that those people weren't persecuted and all, all of those sorts of things, but whenever God shows that He is He's the one and true God and He's the real God and He's sovereign above all of that stuff. Uh, but Like you were saying, there's also this huge focus on signs and wonders and uh, so much and too often, I think, uh, especially it can be so unhealthy for a just starting out believer. Uh, If they're trying to get signs and wonders and they're not putting the same focus level on their purity in Christ, if they're not focusing as much on getting, uh, you know, having integrity and those things... Um, you know, and I say this from a place of having done those things that I try to find my worth in other things, and which that had never been taught to me. I'd never been taught that if you do signs and wonders, you're going to find worth in that. I never, I never was taught that, but but it's our natural flesh. I I had, I had grown enamored at times in, in those things because I had seen, I had seen some crazy awesome things, I had seen people pray over me about things that I was dealing with and they had no knowledge of, you know, I I saw those crazy things and, but those things get old, they all get old. So I've been changing my heart towards that and placing integrity above all of those things. And like, I'm not going to ever, if there's ever that opportunity, when those opportunities arise, I will be willing and ready, you know, to use these gifts that God, Will do sometimes. I am always ready to do those things, but my main focus is right there with God. It's just right, right with Him, and because I know He is, He is the ultimate gift. I, why am I going to praise thing the things that He does more than Himself? You know that just doesn't make mm-hmm. sense. Um, mm-hmm. And that's what happens a lot. People think that the things that He do are Him, but it's like not exactly. You know those things. Are a showing of him. They are showing of his realness, but they are not him himself. And you don't need to replace his signs with himself, is what I'm saying.
1: Yeah. And how do I do works? How do I heal somebody? How do I, oh, like, whatever, like, all these people who may be chasing after him or who maybe just be scared? I mean, that could be a, a very. Like, what if you? Like, it's very real possibility. Like, you can run into somebody, um, who may be possessed, right? You look at the devil. Okay, the devil's real. Demons are real. If God's real, then He says the devil's real. Angels are real. All that stuff, right? The devil's primary mode of operation is uh, temptation is masquerading himself as angel of light, right? He's not his he, possessions are real. All that stuff is real, but that's not like. Mm-hmm. Like we picture, and we've talked about this before, like the devil is like red with big old horns, ugly looking. No, he masquerades himself as an angel of light. So knowing that, um, for, first, it, it should take your emphasis off of like possessions, off of these things, right? It should, your focus should be on God. But if you run into this kind of encounter like you don't need to be scared. You don't need to be like, and I, yeah. I personally can say like, I've never, I'm not, this is a theological thing. I'm saying it's not experiential. I've never experienced yeah. this, right? I've experienced mm-hmm. praying for people, but I've never experienced possession and stuff like that. But your ability to heal people, your ability to pray for people is not contingent on your righteousness, on works, on anything like that is contingent on you being a follower of Jesus. If you have the Holy spirit inside of your heart, you are eligible by the righteousness of cross, through I mean through we inherited Christ's righteousness, right? That is our ability or our authority to heal people, mm-hmm. right yes, it's like 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 you look at that guy who commented on Instagram, this apostolic Pentecostal. He says that speaking in tongues is a sign of maturity. like if if you don't speak in tongues, right, you are a less mature Christian than me that 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 is where the line gets drawn, and things like that, and we've talked about this before, but your ability like your ability to evangelize let's 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 stop talking about signs and wonders. Your ability to spread the gospel is not contingent on whether you sinned today or you didn't sin today it's it's whether you believe and you have the Holy Spirit inside you,
0: yes, and uh you know, I like to go off of what you're saying there um, I personally do pray in tongues a lot by myself. Um, but the line is drawn where it says that that is what saves you. You know, I, I think there's, there's also this side of like, we're praying, there's no praying in tongues and that's so bad. And so, and that's not true either. The truth lies that that is not what saves me. And praying in tongues is just a thing that I do personally with God. Um, and from my biblical perspective, I see that that is where it's mostly supposed to be used. Um, but that has nothing. It, it even talks about in second Corinthians, I want to say uh, twelve that you know it's saying like, are all who saved do all pray in tongues, do all do signs? are all teachers? And what it's saying by that is no, not everyone do- does those things. Um and that has that doesn't matter. You know, who cares what other people do? Let's just ho- let's just get more people into a relationship with Christ. And if signs and wonders happen to be a part of that for that day, let's do that. You know, if that's what it takes, let's go for it. You know, because God's Mm -hmm. not against those things. God's not against signs and wonders, but he ultimately wants what we do to lead to him. And if you get away from that, then you're probably going to end up going into witchcraft and you're probably going to be going into manipulating God and those type of things.
1: So a part I like is it says truly, truly verse John 14, verse 12, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do and greater works than these will he do. Verse 13, whatever you ask in my name, this I will do that. The father may be glorified in the son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. He says, if you ask anything, I will do it. Right. This makes me think about our last episode talking about prayer, right? It says, it's James 4. James 4, verse 1 through 3, it says, What causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? You desire and you do, you do not have, so you murder. You covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions so that's the verse three is the really the one I want you ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend on your own passions how much more I mean what we just talk, we're talking about that we sometimes our flesh we focus on the signs and wonders like God like heal this person heal this person but we don't we ask wrongly our motives are wrong and that's why it says ask anything and I'll do it right? if it is to the glory, truly a hundred percent to the glory of God and our heart is in the right place. Right. And Astrid, right. You know, star here, your, your ability to do healing. Like I said earlier is not dependent on how much faith you have in that exact moment. Like, and Francis Chan was saying something about it. It's like, it. Oh, I, I was lacking faith. Right. Or I was, um, uh, you it is not anything is not contingent on you right you're we are just a vessel we are just a, the the uh, i'm trying to find a way to word this because you say ask anything and i'll do it right you feel like your heart's in the right place and you're like oh i'm lacking something let me switch this and switch this then i'll go back but it's like it's not that's the missing the point missing the the point is like we were saying the very very beginning is to glorify the father if mm-hmm. your if your motives are anything about like man I, I it's I'm doing this wrong man I have little faith little faith what's the key word what am I lacking me 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 that is where it, it is very hard to analyze your motives yep. it's easier said than done
0: I would say I would say the only the only thing I would say is the if you ha- lack faith not enough to say it not enough to pray it then. That would where I would see the lack of faith, not so much in whenever you you do ask, if that makes any sense. If you're not willing yeah. to say, if you're not willing to do that, and you lack the boldness and you lack the faith in Christ, then that that does have to do with your faith at that time. But as far as when you say it, when you do those things, it's not contingent upon your abilities. Once, yeah, because how
1: can, how can God work through you if you're too scared to to respond? It,
0: well, you know, it's like. Why, why do you think that he moves whenever you say Jesus in Jesus' name? Because that testifies to that person and who's doing it. You know, you can't just, mm-hmm. it can't just be a random thing. It'd be a random God that heals you that because they don't know who to give glory to then. You know, that's the whole point mm-hmm. that Jesus is the one and that's who you give glory to. So that's why we have to use our words.
1: Yeah, and specifically, I mean, and I'll confess, I'll, I'll give you all inside look to my life of how I failed I've had pushes by the Holy Spirit, pulls, convictions, whatever you want, before the facts. I saw a thing, conviction is before. A lot of people say, you know, oh, I sinned and I was convicted. No, that was guilt, right? Conviction is before. Conviction is before. It can be after too, I guess, but like usually you're convicted before the sin and then afterward is like, you know, godly sorrow leading your repentance. That was a tangent, but where I have failed is I've seen people on the side of the street, specifically this one uh, instance in Austin, Texas, I saw a homeless man at a gas station. I felt the prompt, the Holy Spirit to go pray for this man, right? And I was too scared to do it, and I didn't do it. So that is exactly what Braden is saying right there, is like, where your faith does matter and where you can see, like, act, there's actual consequences, like, to sin, Right? oh yeah, like I was prideful today, I cursed today, but God's grace covers it. No, like you can, our sin, there is death that is a result of it. Likewise, if you do not, like not obeying the spirit is sinful, right? Yeah. If, you're, if you're convicted, sorry, my mic's messing up. If you're convicted and you don't obey, your lack of faith to get there has a direct result of maybe God wouldn't have healed him maybe God would have healed him, right? But you don't even know how God could have moved in that moment because you were too scared and
0: yes, to respond. Yeah, no, I mean, diso- disobedience to a prompting in the spirit is certainly sin. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I repent every time I feel like God is prompting me towards something and I don't do it. So uh, I, I think it's absolutely, uh, I think it's, I think it's definitely incorrect. You know, if, if, god would if jesus was like go do signs and wonders and paul and peter like i mean if uh and peter would have been like eh are you sure You know, mm-hmm. i don't know i'll think about it it's like obviously he would have been like that would have been wrong in that place and it's the same thing for us whenever god gives us that prompting to go and do it that we need to go and do it or it's not right mm-hmm. so i had a thought too just came to my mind i made a tiktok Um,
1: probably it was November. It was November. Um, there was an instance of the prosperity gospel in the Bible. It is, uh, it's, it's Matthew, but when he fed the 5,000, right? Um, he, he, all these people follow him up on the mountain, right? And they're hungry. They're all too busy, consumed following Jesus that they forgot to bring food. They forgot to eat. So then Jesus works a sign, a miracle out of a loaf and a fish he feeds 5000 people actually there's more than 5000 because that's not including women and children I'm 95% sure on that but what you see shortly thereafter is Jesus then disappears or what he 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 sneaks away in the middle of the night or some he leaves without them knowing and he goes across the water and everybody freaks out right and they all follow him and then it says later in the story that Jesus actually confronts them when they they go to him because he's like, you're not here for me for who I am and the message I'm telling, what I'm telling you, the message of salvation. You're here because I fed you and I worked a miracle, right? And you can go look it up. Go read the Lord's Supper. But that is an instance where the people, the recipient of the miracle, because how, how much, and we're all guilty of this. This is a, this is a human problem, not just an individual problem, but. We always chase, we're idolaters, we're coveters at heart. We chase the created things over the creator. How much more were those people, those people in the Bible chasing what Jesus gave them over who he was, right? There's so many There's so many different ways we can go with that story, but that's an instance of the prosperity gospel. That's an instance of, you know, us being just coveters and idolaters at heart. I mean, it's so much, but I, I just had that thought, so...
0: Oh, I agree. And you can see <laughs> what I love in the Bible is that you see there's people that were around so many miracles and yet lacked Didn't believe. faith, yet lacked faith, you know, and you see people that it takes one thing he says, one thing, and they're just filled with faith from that point on. And that, you know, that's what I see where we can be at where we can be just people that are chasing from one one prayer to the next, one miracle to the next, one this to the next, and it's this continuous chase. And it's like, is God not enough for you? Like, is is he, is Himself not enough for you? And He needs to be. You know what He's brought you, and you you shouldn't look past the the crucifixion and His raising as a small thing a small thing for your life because that is a true miracle what he did in my life that's a miracle how he changed my yeah. heart how he changed my actions that's a miracle that is the highest miracle in my eyes than anything else other like the transformation in my life is just as great of a miracle to me as uh something you know of these crazy things that i've also seen happen you know the of all those things what I can testify to the most is his transformation in my heart, and there's no, there's no, there's no questioning well, that.
1: Well, you look at salvation in general, it's a supernatural thing. The yeah. fact that you came to Christ is supernatural. But we look at an exorcism, possession, with more all like uh, more than salvation, like us declaring our faith in that we're we we Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior.
0: Yeah. It, Isn't that it, twisted? It's the eyes, you know, it's what's seeing, feeling, or, you know, more, more so seeing like, what if I see this, if I see this, and one time God told me this, he said, I was, I was kind of wondering, I was looking at the birds flying and I was just seeing how humans are, are kind of average at everything. We're average jumpers, we're average swimmers, we're average <laughs> runners compared to the rest of the animals. Uh, and God was showing me that he's like, it doesn't matter what I gave you y'all would y'all can all grow old from that you know it doesn't matter if y'all could fly who would care you know if you could all fly then who, why, why would it matter you know and I was just seeing like it doesn't matter if you know what extra things that he can do if you're not thankful for what he's done already and where he's at right now you'll never be thankful you'll never have gratitude towards God because there's never enough
1: that's the soul like Everybody who's ever been rich and famous, right? Tom Brady, Brad Pitt, uh, uh, Carrie, Jim Carrey, they always say that there's something more. I mean, what you're saying is the basic heart condition that Adam and Eve had in the garden when they recognize their sin and all of a sudden they're covering themselves up, right? But it's never enough. And yeah, I mean, that's that's amazing. But the next thing I want to talk about is verse 8, John 14, 8. It says, Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is enough for us. Can we just meditate on this real quick, Brayden? Philip said to Jesus Christ, I mean, you see tons of lack of faith before Jesus went to the cross, Peter, um, all the disciples abandoning him, this, right? So this is pretty common. But Peter, I mean, Philip says to Jesus Christ, the Son of God, show us the Father, and then it'll be enough. And then Jesus says, verse 9 Jesus said to him have i been with you so long and you still do not know me philip whoever has seen me has seen the father how can you say show us the father and you or i'm sorry how can you say show us the father do you not believe that i am the father and the father is in me the words that i the, the words the words that i say to you i do not speak of my own authority but the father who dwells in me does these works even jesus is the perfect relationship with the Trinity, which is so hard to comprehend even for, for a human being. The Father who dwells in me does his work. Jesus was in perfect relationship with de- deferring to the Father. It is it is him in me. And then you go on to verse 11. Believe in me that I am in the Father and the Father is me, or else believe on account of the works themselves. So there's a, there's a, a process here. Philip doubts. Then it says, have you not been with me so long that you should already know? So you should already know, Philip, that I am in the Father and the Father is in me based off what I've been telling you. You've been around me. You know my message. You are my closest friend. You're a disciple, right? So he doesn't believe. He's lacking faith. So now there's a you know, a, a transition or like a one, two, three, right? It says, the words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. So he's like, the words. Next, okay, that's not enough for you. Okay, then believe in the works. Like it's, it's all the works are a uh, it's like i'm trying to i'm trying to i don't want to do analogies because analogies never do justice right works are a avenue of how the lord works to show people his, his being, glory right? his glory his glory right so it's like evangelism miracles prayer works signs and wonders right all these ways are are ways people testify to the glory of the message in the deity and who god is it, it's all about who he is and i don't know if that makes sense kind of it's hard to put into words right but it's all about jesus and the works are what like we've said so many times a way to testify to the deity and the and who god is in his character
0: hmm. yeah and i'd like to marvel for just one second at the how jesus had the ability to be unse- unselfish at I mean, being being gro- god like god says that if you don't accept my son then you can't come to me like how unselfish is that like he's like if you don't accept him you can't come to me and then jesus is like you know i'm in the father and the father is in me and like jesus also talks about the fact that everything he says is is under the father's authority like he doesn't do anything without the father and he came to he came to bring glory of the father and the god and the father gave glory to the son it's like you know the son of god did
1: not the son of god did not come to be served but to serve
0: yeah i mean that and that's just you know you have to marvel at that that's just beyond uh you know beautiful like just him, his person, his persona, his personality. Why he does things, and we should have that same persona um, in each work that we do. That it's not for me; it is for him, the one that has called me into this. It's this is for him, and that's if you can stay in that place, then all the works you do are actually a great thing. You don't have to be scared of them if you do it under his authority, and you do everything with understanding that this is the calling from him and this is for him and you stay under that while you do these works, then that's a great thing. And this is what he wants you to do.
1: Yeah. I mean, well said, my brother. So acts, we're going to get into this explore more section. What are these questions? So we can leave you with some tangible, hard, tangible things. Actually, right now I want to read acts three, one through 10. It's, it's what are signs and wonders. But I already know I'm going to go on a tangent. But Acts 3.1. Now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a man lame from birth was being carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple that is called the beautiful gate to ask alms of those entering the temple. Seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked to receive alms. And Peter directed his gaze at him, as did John, and said, look at us. And he fixed his attention on them expecting them to receive something expecting to receive something from them. but Peter said, I have no silver and gold, but what I do have to give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. He took him by the right hand and raised him up and immediately his right his right I'm sorry, immediately his feet and ankles were made strong and leaping up he stood and began to walk and entered the temple with them walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God and recognized him as the one who sat at the beautiful gate of the temple asking for alms. And they were filled with wonder and amazement. So what you see here, I just want to start off with saying, if you don't believe in signs and miracles, fit, get that out of your mind. John, I mean, Peter and John healed a man who was lame since birth, right? So get that, out. miracles and healings are real. I mean, if you just now tuned into the podcast, you should know that by now, right? But one thing I want to, there's a lot of things just here I don't know I want to go quick so we can you know we can end it but it says Peter we're going up to the temple at the hour of prayer this is a daily thing hour of prayer every day they went to the temple right and they saw a man laid daily this man was laid daily there imagine the shame on this man it says in verse it says in verse uh three seeing Peter and John about to go in the temple he asked to receive alms And Peter directed his gaze at him as to John and said, look at us. So this man had probably had his head down. The shame and guilt. This man was a a cripple for laid there daily. And and let alone he's laid there daily outside of the temple of prayer, which he could not go in. He could not go into the temple, which was the holy place. Right. Because the temple is known as we know now that, you know, God tore the veil, right? He made the temple accessible to everybody. He is a temple, right? So it's not confined to a, a, a building anymore. But this man felt shame. And then on top of that, Peter goes and he says, hey, I have no gold. I have no silver. This man was receiving alms. Just petty cash, right? But he goes and says, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. It's so much more. My point is obviously the, the miracle was him being healed. The man was was crippled and now he was he healed and then he got up and walked with him into the temple that he was sitting outside for years and years but there's an emotional aspect to this as well there's in the name of jesus christ there's just so much power it's so much bigger than just this man was not walking now he's walking there's transformation in his soul there's emotional transformation there's physical healing a physical miracle an emotional miracle i mean
0: yeah you know it's see you're seeing him healed, you're seeing him delivered uh i mean i yeah, a hundred percent uh are we gonna go into the question number two yeah or, so
1: what are signs and wonders they're miracles. we'll leave you with that they're believing them so yeah, you can read number two
0: number two, who performs signs who performs sign, signs and wonders? Read and discuss. Um read and discuss. <laughs> John John fourteen twelve says five phone we'll get to it. Truly so Acts
1: two f- yeah, go ahead, sorry.
0: Truly, truly I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do, because I'm going to the Father. So it is the ones that believe in him that will do yeah. miracles. Acts two forty two
1: through forty three Or 41, so those who received the word were baptized, and there were about 3,000 souls added to them that day. Verse 42, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship to those breaking of bread and prayers. And all came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles, and all who believed were together. So this group, it's a church, church church-wide deal, Christian, exactly what Brayden was saying. So why why do we do them? Why do we do miracles? Brayden, you can turn to Colossians two thirteen. I'll turn to Titus. Colossians two thirteen through
0: fifteen. Colossians two thirteen through fifteen. And you who are dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh. God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with his legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross, he disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to shame by triumphing over them in him.
1: Titus two eleven Therefore, we pay much closer attention to what we have heard, lest we, drift away from, lest we drift away from it. For since the message declared by angels proved to be reliable and every transgression or disobedience received a just retribu- ret- retribution, how shall we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? It was declared at first by the Lord, and it was attested to us by those who heard, while God also bore witness by signs and wonders and various miracles by the gifts of of the Holy Spirit distributed to according to his will. So this Hebrews 1-4 ties in Colossians and Titus. There's this great salvation, this great gospel message, this great salvation that we have. And then Hebrews 1-4, it says, while was, I'm sorry, verse 3, great salvation. It was declared at first by the Lord. This great salvation was declared by Jesus. And it was attested to us by those who heard. So now we testify to it. While God also bore witness by signs and wonders, sign and, signs and wonders is what God used, what Jesus used to testify to it. So then why should we? Because, I mean, this is what our answer for everything, Braden. Why do we do it? Because
0: Jesus did it and Jesus says it.
1: I mean, yeah. that's there's a lot of scripture just to say
0: that. I, yeah. mean, I don't know if you... <laughs> yeah. Well, I, yeah, I was just going to point to the fact that we do this because our God is real. Our God is living. Our God is still here he's still doing these things uh he's still the same awesome god that crucif that was died and raised for raised again um for our sins uh and that is the whole point of the signs and wonders is just to testify of his goodness and his truth uh and nothing more nothing less i
1: mean i think we're about we got like three minutes till our squad cast shuts off bro so i think are you good
0: um. that's it all right sweet so this
1: is another episode of the kenny podcast we thank y'all again for watching share this with somebody if you thought this was helpful helpful um and i challenge y'all if you see somebody a uh, prompting by the spirit obey the spirit and go pray for somebody right go pray for somebody go spread the gospel go evangelize just respond to how god is calling you to be faithful so mm-hmm. with that being said god bless y'all
0: god bless